and welcome everybody. It is time for Nuclear Heat, our WWE Week in Review show here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Jake Bakovin, alongside Nuclear Heat contributor, Augie Pena. Augie, we're trying it a little bit different today. We've uh, we've got you on a uh, in an, an orange room, locked away in an orange room. Tell Signal if you need any help. No, just kidding. Uh, just hoping that we can uh, hear you and, uh, and everything's good. Or, or, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's actually a pink room. Um, oh, it's, it's my, pink. it's okay. my work office. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an office. Um, it looks orange right now, but I'm, I'm doing all right. Doing a lot better than this morning. So glad, glad to be able to join the, the show still. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. It might be the, the, just the difference between the red and the pink made me think orange there. I'm not really sure. Um, but, uh, as we jump into it, we've seen a different, you know, in wrestling colors can mean a big, a big deal, <laughs> a big difference. And we'll get into it in a little bit. Uh, Jay Uso nowhere longer sporting red. He's now onto blue. And of course that means he is, uh, breaking away from the bloodline. We'll get to that here. Uh, once we get into Rob, but of course we start off with SmackDown here on uh, Nuclear Heat, our, our WWE Week in Review. So we'll go ahead and do that. Um, SmackDown this week, not a whole lot of matches. As as, as you can imagine, through um, uh, through two hour, a two-hour show doesn't take quite as long. Uh, but we opened up with Shotzi Flair and, sh- uh, uh, excuse me, Charlotte Flair and Shotzi against Damage Control. Uh, of course, Bailey and EO Sky continuing to kind of tell the story of, of Bailey and Shotzi's rivalry and maybe charlotte flair trying to get back into uh the mix with the the wwe women's championship with eo sky um but we would see by the end of the match that they're heading in a different creative direction so shotzi did score the pinfall win on bailey but this was only after distraction from asuka who showed up in the crowd with her own belt um and then it was a post match stare down between sky and asuka uh, that kind of got you feeling the vibes that that was going to be the next feud for Sky as she tries to defend that title. Uh, this was made especially clear later on in the show when Sky issued a formal challenge to Asuka in the backstage promo after the match. But it was, uh, it, I think it's a pretty good match. Kind of weird. Charlotte Flair has been on these uh, tag teams here in the last couple of weeks, and I don't know necessarily what what they do with her next. It's clear that Sky and and Shotzi, or excuse me, Sky and Oscar are lined up for a battle. Um, but do you think Shotzi and Bailey are done? This might have wrapped up their rivalry. Of course, Shotzi has kind of changed her look due to Bailey cutting her hair off. But um, I'm not sure. Maybe this ends up. Maybe that ends the in, ends the rivalry for now. It's it's weird though because it feels like it's just a sudden end to what could have been a, a, a really great rivalry there. Um, I do agree with you. I think it's 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 at least put on hold <clears throat> for right now. Um, I find it interesting the that you know they have Charlotte feuding against Samus Control for so long, and then they bring Oscar in, and you know that's the direction they're going to go, and Charlotte's going to kind of go to the side there. Um, some some weird creative decisions, but you know, I I think Oscar Sky is going to be a great match. Um, you know, great series. Hopefully they don't just take the, the belt away from Sky right away and give it back to Asuka. Um, that'd be unfortunate. But yeah, yeah, some some weird creative decisions there. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. It's like Asuka and, and Sky, we could have come to this conclusion a myriad of different ways. I don't think we needed Asuka to 
show up in, in what is a SmackDown tag team match that really doesn't mean all that much, I guess, in the long run. Um, I think they could have built the heat a little bit more for this. Um, I suppose you are dealing again with the language barrier between the two. So maybe it's kind of hard to have a singles match or singles feud kind of develop that way. Maybe that's kind of what they were thinking to set this up. But I mentioned this before, and I think it was before Sky even ever cashed in or even had the money in the bank is when Asuka had the title and Sky came out and they kind of had this little back and forth and it was all just to set up, uh, you know, all these other women to come out and say they were going to win money in the bank. But in any case, that that time, I felt like that was the time to pull mm-hmm. on yeah. and ask because it just the crowd reaction was there. And it was kind of like, OK, you know, a battle of these two Japanese women we would love to see kind of, you know, who can who can ultimately end up on top. So it's kind of weird how we arrived now to where Sky's the champion, Asuka's the challenger. Of course, she's been champion several times before. As you mentioned, I, 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 we haven't seen too much of a feud for, for Sky to get over. So hopefully this is just the beginning stage. I would think that eventually she wins this feud. Um, but, uh, but, but we'll see. WWE sometimes has their own ideas. And Asuka often wins titles um, without much fanfare i suppose yeah. to say or just kind of comes back and come she can jump in and be the champion anytime and it's believable yeah it, it's it's concerning to me though because besides uh since guys had her title her title reign she's won one match and it was against Zelina vega she's been put in all these tag team matches and her team has lost every single time so how are the fans supposed to get behind her if she's constantly losing you know i know she's yeah. not always the one taking the pin but that watching that, I was just like, again, you know, and, and so now she's like on a two, three match losing streak going into this feud with Asuka, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know if you hear it, but I know they pipe in a lot of noise, but I just didn't feel like the crowd was 100% behind it. Like you said, you know, they missed their chance for it. And now, you know, they're, they're, they're going to try to go with it, but I just don't feel like the fans are there. Yeah, we'll see. Again, it, it can be tough with the language barrier. We've seen how they've kind of went through that with Shinsuke and and kind of and done a good, pretty good job of setting something up. But with two women that don't speak necessarily too great of English, uh, you know, I, I think it will be a challenge. But I, I think they can get the point across, and and that's why I don't think it can be you know that really long of a feud. And maybe that's why they can't have Io Sky do the traditional like championship women's push singles. Yeah deal is because they kind of have Bailey leading and speaking for and and all that's understandable it's just kind of frustrating with all, all of that it works out because EO Sky is a really good wrestler now she's not mm-hmm. very big um, so sometimes the believability can be kind of tough but she you know she always has that move up top I love how she'll step on her opponents just the disrespect yep. that she has as she makes her way to the top um, so she is a fun champion um, but uh, often too you have to remember with those those money in the bank cash ins, those usually are given to people who aren't necessarily mm-hmm. on the level of champions so that it can be a surprise so that it can be, you know, so that it can make sense that they fight through to get the money in the bank instead of just challenging directly for the title. So I could see a possibility of one way or the other, this devolving into a four way or getting back into, you know, having them kind of tell their story quickly. That is Asuka and Sky. And bringing Charlotte and maybe a Bianca back into it because they're not really they haven't they haven't moved on to anything yeah. else. Um, so we'll we'll see kind of how that goes. The other story that was being told kind of throughout the night was Jimmy Uso <laughs> trying to gain favor uh, and become back in the bloodline. Uh, we hit on this briefly. I know this really strikes a chord with you. For me, 
I'm kind of, I, I guess I'm, I guess I kind of solved. Maybe this would happen all along. The storytelling's tough to be, you know, kind of understand why Jimmy wants to be back in the bloodline. Um, how, how is this storyline just overall, you know, I knew you, you, cause you, when you, when it was happening, you were saying, I hope they don't do this. And now yeah. they've done it. Yeah. It, it's so disappointing to me because this bloodline storyline was, was on fire. You know, they had Sami Zayn. I think it's when Sami Zayn, you know, was there, but if you, if you think back at it, it was really Jimmy that started the cracks. You know, it was Roman being disrespectful to Jimmy, Jimmy hitting him with the super kicks, Jimmy kind of getting Jay, you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to beg for forgiveness or say he was sorry. Um, so it was all Jimmy. And now Jay gets to go to raw, you know, and, and, and be his own free man, you know, away from it. And they're just bringing Jimmy, the guy who started it all right back. I just, they don't know what to do at this point. I think, you know, they're, they're confused. Roman's gone for a while. You know, they don't know what to do with Jimmy. They don't know what to do with, with solo. Um, and, you know, we'll get into it a little bit more on, on, on their plans, but it's kind of a mess right now, you know? And, and, and it's one of those things where they held on to something too long that it spoiled on them. They had a chance to strike and now they're, they're, tr they're trying to backtrack. And I don't like that. Yeah, it's very strange because very clearly Jay is almost on his own. And and and, and I think all that, we'll, we'll talk about it later, like you said, it has a lot of potential to kind of get Jay and Sammy in fact, in, involved in this bloodline thing eventually. Uh, but Jimmy, I feel like from all the split, just feels somewhat directionless. Um, I completely agree with you. I, I don't. I don't think Roman should want him back. And maybe that's the story they're telling. Maybe they'll get to that where Roman ultimately denies Jimmy back. But... I, I, you know, with, if I'm, if I'm the, the leader of the group, if, you know, if I'm the tribal chief and somebody super kicks me not once, but a few times, that's enough, you know, you're no longer, you know, and he's got solo in his corner. He doesn't necessarily need Jimmy at this point. You know, that would be enough. So we'll kind of see where they go with it. Uh, and, and maybe that is, I mean, that's my, what it might set up to in the end. Uh, next match we had of the night, LA night against Austin theory. A little bit of a verbal back and forth. L.A. Knight, of course, gets his big pop when he comes out. Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. Well, Grayson Waller first, and then he introduces mm -hmm. Austin Theory. Um, kind of this verbal back and forth. Pretty good for all, all these guys on the mic. They, they do a good job of that. Um, but then eventually they, they set up a match between Theory and L.A. Knight. Knight eventually wins with a blunt force trauma. Um, kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. This is there, – there's – they're kind of halfway in bet between done and not done with LA Knight and the Miz. So it's kind of strange. Like we said before, Theory and Waller make a lot of sense as a tag team. Um, but this was just kind of one of the SmackDown matches that you set up quickly and, and then it kind of fades. Although I'm sure we'll see it again for some reason. Yeah. You know, they're kind of this is kind of a middling feud. I think this is just, you know, just to put, um, oh my gosh, uh, LA Knight on TV. You know, because yeah. he's so over just to get a match there. And, and we've talked about it. Theory, they don't really have a direction. They're trying to pair him with Waller. I thought it was fine. You know, it was a good match. <clears throat> Both guys can deliver. Waller being an addition on the commentary was was fun. Um, but it's just weird because, you know, WWE keeps planting all these seeds. You know, it's like, when are when is, when is when are things going to start to pay off? Like, is Grayson Waller going to eventually, you know, get into a feud with LA Knight here soon? And and I will hit it on later because I think LA Knight's in another segment. Um, if I'm, if I'm, you know, not mistaken there, cause Friday was so long ago, um, <laughs> That's on right. there, but, but I thought it was a fine match, you know, and, and I got to say this, the crowd loves LA night. 
So right now, just feed everybody to LA Knight that you can. And Austin Theory has has no direction right now. So, you know, they got them both on card. It is kind of weird to have Theory who, I mean, I'll be, I mean, he lost matches when he was the U.S. title, but he'd always kind of find a way to, you know, eventually regain the title. But he's he's kind of there. He's being fed to people now, which is it's just kind of a change in direction for him. So it's weird because I usually am used to seeing him and thinking, okay, well, he's, you know, it's tough for him to get a loss. Um, or he can't, you know, afford a loss here. And now he's in the category of, you know, just kind of being fed. Uh, you mentioned it. We'll go ahead and, 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 and uh, just go ahead and, and talk about it right now. Uh, Knight eventually interrupted Paul Heyman, who was talking business with Adam Pierce backstage, um, and uh, asked for another match with The Miz, which I'm done with. I, I just I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was, it's 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 very obvious. Like you said, they're just kind of feeding people tonight right now. But there's no way the Miz wins that one. And if he does again, then you're getting to the point of a feud that we like how you could burn us out on L.A. night, which yeah. is almost impossible to do right now. So, I mean, I, I, th- I hope that's the, the end of that. Um, and they waste a little bit of time on Raw, kind of setting up the Miz for it again. But in any case, uh, Knight interrupted Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman uh, said that he respected L.A. Knight, uh, but he then he told uh, Heyman to or T- Heyman told him make sure he knocks next time because he interrupted you know his meeting uh, with Adam Pierce, which was interesting. Uh, uh, L.A. Knight uh, said, "Yeah," but it was. Uh, <laughs> It was maybe in a different tone than what you would expect. So it was kind of interesting because for a second, you're kind of thinking, okay, LA Knight, a Heyman guy eventually, yeah. of course, you know, or something like that, um, or some sort of, you know, mix up with the bloodline. Um, and that's kind of where you, where you leave off. Any chance for LA Knight to maybe take Cody's spot at WrestleMania and take on uh, Roman Reigns? Or do you think, do you think he might be on the other, you know, in a different uh, feud at that time? I, I would love it. Um, you know, cause I, I think the fans would love LA night, but I think the WWE is dead set on it being Cody Rhodes, um, at this point, but I'd say there's about a 30% chance, you know, that LA night sneaks into this. I mean, this, <clears throat> this interaction, I believe leaves, you know, it, 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 it's leaves some big speculations, you know, on where they'll go next. And I, I love it. I was, I was kind of geeking out about it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, all right, get LA night into this title picture. You know, once he beats the Miz, let's go. Cause this is what everybody's been asking for. You know, the LA Knight's so over, he's been over for half of a year now, just, you know, pull the trigger, even if he doesn't win it, you know, just get him in that title picture yeah. against Roman. I think that'd be fun. Well, and I think too, a, a few things that you said there is one, I think under triple H, the triple H era, they've done a lot better job of kind of, you know, kind of mixing it all together and, and, and planting those seeds, whether they come to fruition or not. Um, it feels more like the attitude era, you know, when the attitude era, two guys could be in a feud, but they'd also kind of mix it up with some of the other guys throughout the show. And uh, they kind of went away with that. They were, you know, so feud focused for the longest time that the, you know, they wouldn't interact or with each other. And now it's just kind of, there feels like it's just kind of more open, like the locker room. These guys couldn't happen to run into each other backstage and uh, you know, egos would, would collide at times there. Um, so I definitely like that. Um, of course, if we're looking for WrestleMania and booking that down the line, I still, I mean, I think Cody and, and Roman's the odds on favorites. Um, and if Cody loses again, people will riot. Uh, we've mentioned before, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't get the Cody thing quite as much. I mean, 
I like him as much as I did when he was <laughs> the whole time he's been here. Uh, but uh, he's so over right now. It's crazy that the crowds go wild for him. So it's one of those things where I don't necessarily get it, but I don't have to get it because I can see the crowd reaction mm -hmm. and they absolutely love him. Um, interesting. I think they've got to get him kind of on something too, though, because um, he's just kind of, he just kind of comes out to the crowd once in a while or he much, once in a while mixes it up with judgment day just to be a good guy. Um, but I'm interested to see what his next feud will be as well. Um, let's go ahead and move on. We mentioned judgment day. Uh, the third match of the night was Butch and Ridge Holland against Damian priest and Finn Balor, of course, who are, can go to any, you know, raw and SmackDown mm -hmm. as they have the unified titles. Um, Priest and Balor, as you would expect, would get the win, but it was a uh, it, it was actually fairly decisively and, and, and quickly fair as well. No, no, mm -hmm. no Dom or anything kind of mixing up in this one. Um, I, I guess what they did here, though, instead was kind of set up a uh, future feud, I suppose, with Butch and Ridge Holland for Pretty Deadly, who was backstage and in, 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 in the cameras pan to them kind of watching what was going on there. If you remember, Elton Prince was injured against uh, Ridge Holland and, and Butch, and it's Ridge. Ridge has, been, Ridge has injured a few people, which yeah. is kind of interesting to pay attention to moving forward. Um, but it looks like they're going to use that for a feud with them. And then, interestingly, for the SmackDown feud for... Uh, Judgment Day, which is, you know, again, we can go to Raw and Judgment Day is just taking over WWE. But I almost forgot about this as I was kind of looking over my notes and we moved on to to Raw last night is that Bobby Lashley and the Street Prof Profits hit the ring and warned Judgment Day that it would be them that dominate, dominate, not Judgment Day. And Bobby Lashley even also taking a shot at Bloodline, as we're saying, kind of um, things crossing over a little bit more. He said the Bloodline is crumbling, but it's not Judgment Day judgment day that's going to be taking over it's going to be us um so I'll, I'll lead off with this question did you forget that this happened like i did because judgment day was on raw and there was no thought of bobby lashley uh or you know the street profits 100 it's a it's a smackdown feud i would say um yeah because the judgment day is everywhere i mean who are you know finn and damien not feuding with um there it, it feels like there's yeah. just a million storylines with them um, and yeah, I, I forgot all about it, you know, um, until I was doing the, the, the recap as well. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that happened, but that could be so good. It's just, I fear it's going to kind of be, it, it, it's either got to, <clears throat> you know, it's either going to fall behind because of everything else the judgment day is doing. And, you know, if they bring the light into it for like a survivor series type of thing, or they got to make them like the, like the main events, you know, for SmackDown to get people really invested. Cause I think the street profits and Bobby Lashley, they can hit fire. You know, those are, those are three amazing performers um, against, you know, Damien and, and, and Finn. So. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how they're going to do this because I mean, the idea of Bobby Lashley and the street profits is great. Um, but right now you already have two dominant factions in, in WWE. So who do they feud against? And if it is, you know, judgment day who you've just give the belts to, I think we're, I think the belts and maybe we saw this later are kind of a moving us packs, the judgment day main event losing every weekend, <laughs> you know, type of thing. And to actually have to respect them, you have to, you have to have your champions win a majority mm -hmm. of the time. And certainly that could be a big win for Bobby Lashley and the street profits. But one, I'm interested in how they're going to pair them. Is Bobby Lashley kind of a coach here? Are they going to mix, you know, between uh, Dawkins and Ford and Lashley, um, or, you know, just kind of how is this trio going to end up fighting when they do start fighting? And then I, I at least assumed, and maybe this is just a teaser for that, 
is that they would feed some of the other tag teams before they really yeah. build up a collision uh, before, um, you know, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits face one of the two dominant uh, heel factions right now. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. It, it's, it's, it's interesting, and, you know, we can kind of fantasy book it, I guess, you know, in a way to see how to go. But I, I the way I look at it is I think Bobby Lashley is going to probably be an MVP before he got hurt. Um, you know, because before he got hurt, he was always interfering with matches um, <clears throat> and things like that. Um, but I think they're really giving Dawkins uh, or the Street Profits, Bobby Lashley, to give them a legitimacy, you know, because they're they're fine. You know, they're entertaining, but I just don't think anybody's taking them serious. And Bobby Lashley is a serious, you know, name, um, has been since what, like 2006. So I think that's kind of the way they go. But I I expect you're, you're right on it. They'll They'll feed some more tag teams, you know, we'll, we'll see that. And then the feud will happen, but I'm interested in this. I don't know why I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah. And I don't know. And too, I think there's just a lot to go with eventually. And this is long down the road, but when you think about it, the eventual breakup between Dawkins and Ford, maybe Lashley can kind of get in the middle of it. Um, I always thought, I mean, Ford, I, I have been ready for his singles push for quite some time. So this was kind of a, a surprise that they went this way. Um, and I just don't know how much longer they can hold it off. I think they have a single star in Montez Ford um, whenever they're ready to whenever they're ready to go for it. But I, I do think, you know, getting the Bobby Lashley rub will help. Maybe that's ultimately, um, you know, one of them turns on the other or whatever. And you have that feud that kind of starts his, his singles feud. But I think you're right. I mean, about um, about the Street Profits is they've just kind of done it all as a tag team. Mm -hmm. Uh, which at times I feel like is even the case for the New Day. And I know the New Day never want to break up. They never want to turn on each other. But the New Day is kind of stale. And that's, you know, uh, uh, at times for me, it's just because what's going to happen? What are you going to do? Win the tag team championship? You guys always, you know, we've seen you there like 12 times. Yeah. It's not going to be anything spectacular if you get there. Street Profits, obviously not as decorated, but they, they seem to kind of, in my mind, at least kind of reach their peak where you were getting kind of getting excited and raising up the red cups and all that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Um, the big story of course, of the night was again, Jimmy Uso basically trying to, to talk his way back into the bloodline and battling AJ styles. He attacked AJ styles backstage to kind of, you know, this is all again, you know, for, to get bloodlines, uh, interest. Um, Paul Heyman told him early in the night, solo Sokoa was not, uh, in attendance was not going to be there. Um, so that kind of set up this matchup with AJ Styles. Um, Jimmy Uso, again, coming out with We The One shirt. So letting you know he wants to be a part of the bloodline. Uh, during this match, uh, to no one's surprise, Heyman and Solo Sokoa do emerge from the backstage area. So uh, Solo was there. Um, but uh, surprising to me, with Jimmy kind of being the theme of the night, AJ Styles kind of being the veteran that can take pins to help get people over, that AJ Styles actually hit the phenomenal forearm for the win on Jimmy. I don't know about that decision. I don't think it's great for Jimmy. I think he a much needed win here. Ultimately, I think what they thought is that they could cover it for by the end of the match, which is what they did. Uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, uh, of all people, Judgment Day coming out. They attack Styles and offer him up to Sola Sokoa, who lays him out um, to finish the show. Um, and so just all sorts of questions from there. And again, you know, it, it's it's almost so messy, but I love it <laughs> because I don't know what's going from from here. But it all is just it continues to get even more messy when Judgment Day goes to Raw. So Judgment Day is just feuding with everybody. You know, I, I and and it kind of leaves you wondering where Jimmy Uso is after losing that match because you know Solo was out there clearly in, on his behalf. Yeah, and I just don't, I just don't understand it. You know, as, as you said, million directions, but 
why would the Judgment Day offer up AJ Styles to the Bloodline when they're trying to take over? You know, all of them. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But it keeps, like you said, it keeps you hooked. It keeps you intrigued. Um, I hated this for Jimmy. You know, like I said, they 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 have no direction for him at all right now. I think, um, you know, breaking up PJ was was good, but it, the reasons behind it was dumb. Um, in my opinion, yeah. is just kind of the nice way to put it. I, I don't like it. I agree with you 100%. I thought, you know, even though there was a distraction, you know, because when Solo and Heyman came out, they distracted uh, Jimmy, and that's how AJ got it all, got got the win. Um, th- this does nothing for Jimmy. I mean, and and what does it do for, I guess for the storyline is right now is the, the, the bloodline doesn't want him possibly anyways. So him losing, you know, gives them more of a reason not to want him. But it's like, okay, th- then what are you going to do with Jimmy? You know, because supposedly – According to rumors, you know, they want a match between Jimmy and Jay at WrestleMania. How are you going to achieve that if one of them is one of the hottest acts on Raw and then Jimmy's an afterthought on SmackDown? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and and to all this with the breakup and everything, and even just even throughout the bloodline, Jay kind of got the tag of main event Jay Uso. And he was, you know, he had that big feud with Roman Reigns when Jimmy didn't. And Jimmy, you know, I mean, always the, the Usos were are one of the best tag teams of all time. So you've got that. But as a singles guy, just never like he needs an oomph. And his oomph that they're giving him right now is that he wants to go back into the bloodline. And it's just it's just not there. He's not credible to beat AJ Styles would have been perfect. To kind of say, hey, look at this guy as a single star can beat a former champion, one of our top stars. Instead, they 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 go the other direction, which, again, I think might be setting up Roman to kind of, you know, it might just extend the story where Roman tells him he has to win this match or whatever to gain their respect back. But um, I'm just, just the way that I that I'm that I'm reading it, the way that I'm seeing it is they tried to kind of basically set SmackDown up around Jimmy and J and, and, and Raw around Jay. And it worked for raw and it worked for jay and it didn't really work for jimmy i'm just kind of you know at the end of the at the beginning of it they were going to need something and they didn't deliver and so it just kind of puts them in a, in a rough spot uh, again I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll try to find a way to get him out of it but he's not all that interesting as a single star it's 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 very interesting though because as you said with jay everybody wants him you know he's everything's yeah. working out and then it's the total opposite for jimmy it's nobody wants him He's losing. So, you know, they're, they're kind of doing that like yin yang kind of thing, which I just thought of right now, you know, when you were saying that it's like, okay, maybe, maybe that's where they're going with it. You know, is, is Jay gets all the luck, you know, J, you know, they'll maybe bring that in the storyline and Jimmy can't catch a break on his own. Um, you know, nobody wants him. I don't know. You know, they got a million ways to go with it, but that that's how it's going, you know? So it's just, I don't know. They got to do something with Jimmy because he still has a little bit of a flame behind him. You know, the, the fans still do love him. I think, but clearly Jay is the most over Uso right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break here on nuclear heat. We've got a quick commercial break to hit, but then we'll come back and we will review raw. Uh, we've had a fun nuclear heat show so far. That won't stop. We'll do that coming up next year on 93, seven, the ticket.